0: and put those headphones on, and we should hear the same thing, check it.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yay, yay,
0: yay, yeah. <laughs> Schwitz it, babies! This is Jeremy Zeller, and welcome to Jeremy Zeller on the Other Side, and uh, yeah, I just totally springed this on Allie. Well, I didn't spring it on you, I, I suggested it, and you looked excited about it, yeah. so... Um, <laughs> I was explaining to Allie what this is because I don't. Have you listened to any episodes or anything?
2: Yeah, I've listened to a few of them. So
0: you understand what it's just, just nothing. It's just talking, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so anyway, um. We were having a conversation. Uh, Allie swung by today, and, and we're hanging out. And so we started a conversation that I I legitimate I had never thought about this stuff, and it just it hit me in a in a certain way. And so uh, we were talking about animals. Um, I have um, I don't know how many grand animals I have at this point. Um, I, I I've got three. Is that right? Okay. I have three grand, three grand animals.
2: Well, I've got three cats. Emma has three cats and a dog.
0: So that's so. seven.
2: Seven grand animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: gosh. Okay. So I have seven grand animals. Um, but anyway, uh, for the past couple of days... Um, the kids have swung by and brought some of my grand animals to see me so it's been great. Um today I've been visited by the newest edition. Um right? Yes. <laughs> uh, do people not know about this?
2: Cat? Um Mom and Peppa don't know because I live it. <laughs> So cut that out. <laughs> okay but his name's nico okay so nico kaiju he he is he's adorable
0: um did i did i even say that okay yeah (laughs) i i'm just i'm I've, se- I've Let me inter- let you introduce yourself. This is my oldest daughter, Allie. <laughs> I'm I'm seriously I'm beside myself happy as you can tell. So uh, this is my oldest daughter, Allie. I'm uh, I'm gonna just let her say hi real quick, uh, and then whatever, and then I'll tell you kind of about our conversation that led into all this. So how are you doing today, Allie?
2: I'm good. Are um, you good? Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I just woke up this morning and was like damn I really want to go spend time with my dad today and I don't know if you saw my text the other night but I I texted you because Carly had texted me and asked me how it went when we came over here and hung out for your birthday all day and I went to respond to her and I texted I missed him or I've missed him but it autocorrected to I've missed home and mm-hmm. I just left it
0: that's perfect. Because right. I've
2: missed home,
0: right? It's you know, and people need to people need to understand that this 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 journey that I'm going through, or whatever I'm going through um, right now, it has nothing to do w- with anyone other than myself. I've um, I've just been in. I was in a really dark place for a long time, and Allie, I, as my oldest child, you. You watched me go through that, so so to to be where we are right now, especially after our our day together the other day, um, this is just is it's beautiful and perfect. And so, thank you for coming by. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you all out there who care enough to to listen about whatever.
2: Oh, this is going to be a good one.
0: Okay, I'm down um, so so what started this was um, Nico, the cat coming by hanging out, and I was like, oh yeah, um, and so me and me and Nico have been chilling and i I think I think Nico is blind. I don't know this for sure, but the way that he's acting, uh, I think he's blind. And me and Allie both were kind of talking about it. And then I just started thinking. I was like, you know, I've never really connected with my own animals. I was like, this is this is great. I'm having such a good time. I had such a good time the other day with uh, with Jade, my other grand, my grand puppy. And, and uh, like, it, it's just, I, I was telling her, I was like, I don't think I've ever connected with... Um, with any pet that we've ever had uh, as a family. And we, we were talking about that, and I was I began to wonder why, and then I was like, I, I think I got it. I think I might know why.
2: Pet trauma. Pet, it was. It, well, I think it was. I mean, it's not funny.
0: It, no, it, I mean, it, yeah. It, it's it, I think it is pet trauma <laughs> because, like, I, I was like, Allie, listen, okay, listen, I remember my first pet was Sugarfoot, a mutt. It was just it was a mutt. And I loved that dog so much and we had it for for years and uh we moved into a house into Johnsburg Illinois and we had uh Sugarfoot for that time for uh for a little bit. And then I remember my mom and dad came and picked me up from school. <laughs> <laughs> Nico's playing with the with the microphone. So if you hear that, that's what it is.
2: Him said hey. <laughs> Him
0: said hey. <laughs> but my parents came and picked me up from school and they were like, Sugarfoot died. And I was just like, Ugh. I remember it was super traumatic to me I as a bet. kid. Um
2: That would break my heart. It
0: well it, it did, but I don't. I didn't remember this. And then after that, I had another dog named Sheba that I got super, super close to. And she was an amazing dog. She would, you know, she was a German shepherd. She would protect the family. She would do the cuddles. She was just a very, very well-behaved, good dog, except she was aggressive to people, other people. And so anyway, uh, I don't know for sure why it was. I'm thinking that it had something to do with her being aggressive to other people. But anyway, um, that uh, my parents got rid of her told me that they took her to a farm now i don't know if that's actually what happened but that's what they were they told me they said that they took her to a farm and let her run around so sad
2: did you ever but, do that to me
0: yes you know that like with gabby i feel like that i feel like that poor dog was just kind of let go well I feel that like,
2: wasn't your fault she ran away
0: yeah, but I don't know. I just I found it odd that I've never connected with an animal since like I look at the way that you and your sister connect with animals and you know Rena with horses. It's just weird, you know? Like there's this connection there um and I I I remember having that, but it's been a long time and I had never understood why. So, who knows? Maybe an animal's in my future. I told my kids, I said, do not bring me an animal. I, I'll get one I when think I'm ready. I need
2: a cat, but that's only because. <laughs> well, see,
0: Emma says I, I need a dog. Cats. Emma says I need a Dogs dog. Dogs
2: are a little bit more high maintenance than cats. I just can't do the barking and poop in and stuff
0: <laughs> yeah well I mean, my my grand my grand pets have three rules to live by i've already discussed it with them number one you gotta love everybody and be good number two don't shit or piss anywhere that i can't clean it up number three don't bite or chew on things that's it that's all that's the only rule that they have that's pretty much the rule that i would give a human being if they walked into my house (laughs) so uh so that's the only rules i have but um but yeah so this has been amazing Allie, having you here um and uh what what is it that we were talking about that we were kind of both just like whoa we need to talk about this Um,
2: we started talking about pet trauma and dealing with the loss of pets and stuff from the past, and um, I don't know, I think a lot of the attachment that people get to animals, like me or Emma, is from the affection that the animals show, you know, like, we are people of love, we just love to give love and receive love, and with cats... I mean I know that I love cats because they're sweet and they're affectionate and they like you know they like to rub on you and do little purrs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. So I think losing an animal like I said earlier I would die for any of my cats because I love them. (laughs) Right. But um, I think I don't know I think that I don't know. For me, I don't have kids. So my animals are my kids. Yeah. And... Yeah.
0: So so, what was it that we were talking about that we both said, this needs to, like, we need to record this?
2: Well, we wanted to talk about our spiritual journeys.
0: Yes, 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 yes. I wanted
2: to share with you my spiritual journey because it's been...
0: You and I have never had this conversation.
2: No, because...
0: No, I mean, certainly sin- not since you were 18.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I kind of started doing my own thing when I was 17 yeah. anyways. And ever since then, we haven't really just sat down and talked. I mean, we've tried a few times, but not just ourselves. Right. And even when we've tried ourselves, we haven't been completely open with each other because there's been things that we've been afraid of.
0: Yeah, I think the most productive conversation you and I have possibly ever had was the one we had the other night. That was, you know, so, so I can, it's interesting you said 17 because that's, that's about when I could tell with you that something was going on. And... I was in an interesting place as your dad, because I was still active in, you know, working at the church and everything like that. And so, um, I needed,
2: uh, well, it really started when I was 16,
0: but what I'm saying is for me, I, I couldn't, I couldn't ask you the question because I was afraid of the answer. I couldn't come to you, my oldest daughter, and say, Allie, I've noticed this or I've noticed that. Um, because at the time, at that specific time, I was beginning to have those questions. Yeah. Anytime before that, I would you and I would have spiritual conversations and we would get deep. I mean, I'm talking yeah, like scripturally, we would have like hardcore, like scriptural, biblical conversations. Mm-hmm. But when it came to questions outside of that with things that, that, that I was going through when I picked up on the fact that you were going through stuff, I couldn't come to you. As your dad, because I was scared of the questions you would ask, because I had those same questions, and I couldn't come to you honestly. Any time before that, I could come to you, and I mean, boom, boom, scripture. This, you know, this is what you do. This is, you know, this is, you know, I'm, or you know, coming to you in love and saying, "Sweetheart, this is, you know, this is the 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 way that Jesus would want us to go," or this is the path that you know we know, or I don't even know, but but anyway. You and I have always had a very open as far as like blunt and honest. We've had a, I feel like we we can we, speak to each other the way that we can when we want to. And I think that's almost maybe why that we didn't talk since for so long. Well
2: <clears throat> it's been about six years since we've yeah. been able to confront each other and yeah. have a civil conversation.
0: You're right. <laughs> and right. I mean
2: it sucks, but I think it's because we both wanted to understand each other so bad that we were trying to understand in in the ways we wanted to instead of trying to understand the person from the position that they're standing, you know? And so I know my spiritual journey really started about six years ago. And I've always, I mean always went to a Christian camp and Bible school and Sunday church and Wednesday night youth group and mm-hmm. I always went to those things and so coming out of not Christianity because I do say that I'm a Christian but mm-hmm. I'm a more spiritual person than anything and um, I don't know six years ago i remember i was working at subway and i was in high school and i had just gotten my first car it was a volkswagen jetta mm-hmm. and um it was a very shitty car that thing was a piece that thing <laughs> it was very bad yeah it was a. but that that time in my life was when i started being rejected by my family for who i was and so that's kind of what led me into my um, led me onto my spiritual journey and you never really disowned me for the things i did and mom never really did either but there were a lot of other family members that did Which is okay. I'm okay with that. Now, six years ago, it tore me apart. I mean, I was, and when I say rejected or judged on the things that I did, it wasn't the things that I chose to do in life, it was the things that were put upon me. Not, and I'm not saying that it's anybody's fault because. if if i didn't go through the things that i went through i wouldn't be the person that i am and i'm proud of the person that i am i am too but there's definitely
0: things that i put on you as your dad as the old as my oldest daughter there were you know a certain there was a certain level of responsibility that you were expected to have you know and i think in a lot of ways as as a big sister in the very overwhelming majority of ways you were a great big sister i mean i tried you were you were you were fun you were were somewhat responsible your sister was more responsible than you were growing up now
2: yeah growing up but then once she hit 18 now i'm just kidding
0: no i mean i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm just saying like growing up i i remember you and you and your sister always worked well together like growing up, you all, did, you all, yes, of course, you all fought. But when you all fought, you fought hard. But for the most part, you love and you love each other hard. So, I mean, that's that's kind of who. Well, your sisters—that's kind of how it works, right? So, um, I think I think you did a good, a great job as as a big sister, especially navigating the waters of being a preacher's kid. You know? Um, yeah
2: that that was a lot. Uh, Not a lot, but it seemed like a lot of pressure because growing up we were raised, and when I say we, I mean me and Emma and Malachi and you and my mom, we were all raised the same. And I know that you all raised us the way that you were raised, and you did a really good job at it. You all did a really good job at it. You've got some amazing kids. I know maybe my head's just big, but.
0: (laughs) We all have big foreheads, (laughs) baby.
2: We do have big foreheads. (laughs) (laughs) But um, we were raised to be the perfect Christian, the perfect, you know, get up on sunday make breakfast for your family make sure that your kids are dressed and you all match and you go to church and you smile and you sing and you pray and you fellowship and just that's how we were raised and so up until i was 16 that's what we did every Sunday, every Wednesday, and and my, every and, Thursday for and, your and band practice. Right, and might I say, we were a happy family. Yeah, we like, were. We, like
0: this is this is not like yes, it wasn't a bad thing. Like for us, it wasn't a bad thing. It now was a we'll very, we'll we'll get into the details and the specifics of being who we were, but for the most part, for me anyway. I, I mean, you can say whatever you it was want. A very, for me, I thoroughly what? enjoyed. You all growing up,
2: I in the litter box. <laughs>
0: but I mean cool. I, I, I i I thoroughly enjoyed watching you kids grow up sorry, Nico's shitting right now <laughs> as we speak uh,
2: His it, little makeshift litter box <laughs> good boy that's a good boy
0: anyway, go ahead I need I'm gonna stop talking go ahead. <laughs>
2: Um uh back to what I was saying about my decisions and stuff and being rejected um it wasn't so much rejected as in you know I can't believe that you're acting that way type of thing it wasn't really that it was more of like why can't you feed yourself or You can't stay here because you're homeless or no, because you're dirty or um, don't you have a job or stuff like that. And that was from family and friends. And so that is when I was like, okay, well, I need to figure out who I am so that I can take care of myself. And so. That's really when it started And I know that for a lot of people I've been silent for many years Or I've been distant Or, you know, they may think that I don't care And it's not any of that It's that what I went through Is something that Didn't just take a week to get over And um, I remember I remember that, during that time, that's when we were living um, on the Jetta. And um, I was working so hard to make sure that Emma and Malachi were fed. Because mom was working in a different state at that time. And that's when... You were sleeping a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah. That's when I was right in the middle of the addiction. I mean, I was, I mean, I yeah, I don't know if you know this. I've shared with my story of my addiction. Um, yeah, that's, 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 when we were at DeJetta, that was when I was like at, yeah, that's when I was heading to ground zero of, of my addiction.
2: And that's kind of where our relationship Split ways Because you Were focused on Yourself And your addiction And I was Just 16 Yeah I just I didn't know what to do But I did what I had to And then I remember When we moved To uh, Over by Nanny's Paddock loop Yeah When we moved over there, that's when I was, I was about 17 when we moved Mm -hmm. here. And that's when I really started just, I I left the house every single night and snuck in the window. I locked my bedroom door before I left and I kept the door or the window unlocked.
0: Yeah. I'm interested in some of these stories. Yeah. That's, uh, I've got one I can share that, that I'll start, I'll start this. Okay. (laughs) Okay. When, uh. I was, I bet I, oh gosh, I wasn't with your mom yet, so I, I had to have been 16. Um, me and, this is when me and Willie very first, uh, I was introduced to Willie, we'll say. And uh, <laughs> and so this one particular night, Willie says, uh, he, he says that he's over at a dude's house and he wants me to come party. Well, at that time, I did not know what that meant. I had no idea, um, and uh, and so, so I I went ahead and I got my bike, and or I guess I snuck out. I got on my bike and rode. I I don't know how. Far, I'd be interested to know how far I rode. Um, on this thing But anyway I, I rode my bike All the way to Where Willie was at um, I know the dude's name I just don't want to say it Because uh, I'll just say His, his name's Ashley he, uh, he, It was at his house In his basement um, And uh, Went over there And ended up Like I don't I think I, I drank some maybe um, Made out with a girl and then rode my bike all the way back home. And at this time, it was right when Mama and Papa are getting up. And so I didn't know what to do because I knew if I walked in, I mean, I've never had a curfew in my life, but I've always respected my parents. And so I, I didn't want to appear to be coming in the house drunk, which is basically what I was. So I stripped down to my boxer shorts. I put all of my clothes into the, the my windowsill and I just walked straight in the front door. <laughs> Naked? I was not naked. I had my boxers on. Okay, but
2: in your boxers? (laughs) Yes. Was it, okay, was it So here's my thought. was it a plan to distract? It was, here's what my plan was. (laughs) Because what was that?
0: My plan was, it was so off the wall that if I walk (laughs) in the house and I get caught, Memo or Pepo, if they find me stumbling in the house like that, then... I had just, uh, and for one month, from what I remember, I remember Memo being in the kitchen, seeing me and and asking me what was going on. And I just mumbled and went on to bed, hoping that she wouldn't follow me.
2: Thinking you were sleepwalking. Yes.
0: It worked like a charm. Never got caught. Never got caught.
2: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. It was fun.
2: (laughs) I'm trying to think of the worst thing.
0: Oh, no, been, I don't know that, that I, I want I've to never, know the worst thing the right worst now. Thing, but one of, <laughs> I'm just one, kidding. You I'm say whatever to think you want. I'm of a
2: bad story where I almost got caught.
0: Oh, you, you can tell good stories, too.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> I can't think. Hmm. I'd have to get Carly in on this. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's my partner in crime right there. Me and Carly, <laughs> we have been in...
0: I don't know. The, the worst
2: p- situation. Oh, yeah. I'm, I can tell all the stories I want about Lauren. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Those. Okay, here's one.
0: Rest in peace.
2: Here's one about Lauren. This one's funny. Okay, so.
0: <laughs> Maybe yeah. you should tell, like, at least a, a sentence or two of who Lauren yeah. is, just so you don't. Of course. Like, bust into that without.
2: So. <sighs> I can I, even
0: tell tell because I know this could be an episode in itself it could Lauren Lauren was very special to you and that's yeah. an understatement like she was like we
2: should give her a whole episode and tell her whole story but I will just tell about who she was um, she was my best friend uh, actually I, I this is how we met. So I was one of the people that hung out at Walmart parking lot every night, almost every night. Oh, my god! Until the cops ran (laughs) us off and we had big trucks and lots of beer and, you know, all that. It was fun. But I went to Walmart parking lot with a friend. And as soon as we pulled up, he had said something about Lauren. And I was like... Who's that? Because I heard her name before, but I never like met her or hung out with her. But everybody knew who Lauren Kenny was. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we got out of the car and we were walking through the parking lot. And all of a sudden this girl runs up to me and she's like, hey, bitch, try this drink. And I was like, what is it? She's like, just try it. So I took a drink and it was really good. <laughs> and she said, um, she said, it's rum and raspberry Sprite. From sonic and i was like oh my god that is the best thing i've ever tasted let's go get a cup so i can have some and we'll go get some more (laughs) and so (laughs) she can't get in trouble for this now (laughs) so we go into walmart and this is the first time meeting her and we're walking through walmart and i was like what's your name because i didn't know and she was like oh i'm lauren i was like oh you're lauren okay and so we're walking through walmart and we go through the cup section and we just keep walking and I was like I need to look for a cup she was like no it's fine and so (laughs) we get out to the parking lot and we're like almost all the way back by where everyone's hanging out and this bitch hands me a cup oh my gosh and I was like oh my god now this was like five six years ago and, um, so most people right now are probably thinking,
0: and we're supposed to think that's a good impression.
2: No, that's not the good impression. that's just how I met her
0: <laughs> i I'm just yeah, I'm just like like because Lauren was so many beautiful things,
2: yeah, and but after that night, I mean, there's more to the story that's worse than what I've already See, said, but. <laughs>
0: Yeah, see, this is where I just, I need to learn to just shut up. Honestly. Because.
2: Well, I mean, it's a funny story, and we always laughed when we told the story about how we met. But, I I mean, I, I do want to talk about who she was. I was just.
0: I know what, like, this is kind of, this kind of goes into, like, what my problem is, Allie. Like, I immediately, do you see me? I immediately went into protect mode. I wanted to protect you. Like, because, yes, there there's a part of me that's like, Allie, don't say something that's going to make somebody, especially somebody else, look bad when they can't. Well, you can take when, it out. No, but I, that's, I can. But, like.
2: Even if you want to keep the story for yourself.
0: No, I yeah, that's true. But, like, I is that is that wrong of me to want to like like I guess that's still a part of me that's still struggling to like let go like just to let go and just to listen even even when it's you know my oldest daughter
2: well let me finish the story and then you can go back and play around and see what parts you want to keep. Because okay. if you don't want to keep the bad parts, then you don't have to. Because okay. when I was saying Just, it, I was like, maybe I shouldn't say that. Yeah. So I started thinking about Mama Linda and Mr. Mike. I love you guys. Your daughter was wonderful. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> um. Okay, so when we got back to the parking lot and she gave me my cup I was like, oh, oh my god You know, like, oh no And then All of a sudden she takes off running Took off running, left me with the cup And I was like, am I about to get arrested? Two cops pull up And I was like, I'm about to get arrested for this cup And Like, what do I do? Well, the cops weren't for me They were for her Oh no it wasn't about the cup. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the cup. While, while we were inside, we went to the bathroom before we went anywhere. And she took a picture of us and posted it on her Snapchat. And so she had someone on her Snapchat that knew a cop or something and told the cop she was at Walmart and she had a warrant out for her arrest. And so... <laughs> And so she's at Walmart stealing cups While she has a warrant out for her arrest Just met this girl And I love her (laughs) And I was like alright So I go back to my friend and I'm like Why are these cops here and he was like they're looking for Lauren I was like oh my god I I was just with her in Walmart Like we just walked out of Walmart He said yeah I know where'd she go And I was like I don't know And he was like Alright Well find her and let me know and I was like all right so I get out and I start walking around and I see some people standing by this car (laughs) I can't say names (laughs) but uh I walk over there and I'm like where's she at and one of the girls looked at me and she nodded her head back at the car and I was like all right I looked at her and I said real loud do you have a lighter I can borrow and she said yeah it's in my car (laughs) <laughs> so I walked over to the car and I opened the front door and I got in I opened the center console and started digging through it and I said hey bitch and she said hey bitch <laughs> I said are you good she said yeah I'm good are the cops still here <laughs> I said yeah they are and she was like okay and I was like alright when I tell you go She said, okay. And I was like, all right. And I got out of the car. I walked back over to the girl and I said, thanks for letting me use your lighter. And I walked back over to the car I was in. I said, all right. He pulled the car over next to the car. I opened the two back doors and I said, go. And she jumped in and we took off and went to Shelbyville. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you might not want to put that one in there.
0: That is an amazing story though. But
2: then once we got to Shelbyville, I was like, you're good. And she popped out from under the blanket with her cup of rum. And she was like, take a drink. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. That's incredible.
2: Yeah. That's how we met. But after that...
0: And this was years ago Yeah
2: too. this was six years ago I need to shut up Go ahead <laughs> This was six years ago Sorry um, But <laughs> Other people have enjoyed that story When we tell Just because we were young and dumb And That stuff wouldn't happen now But <laughs> <laughs> um, After that We became like sisters And I Went to Alabama To The beach What beach did we go to With you
0: oh so this was before that
2: yeah
0: holy this was before
2: you in your second marriage oh
0: wow yeah that so i i'd have to let's see two thousand
2: this was oh
0: oh so this was before the the that trip i'm sorry i was thinking of, of a different florida trip
2: no we went to myrtle beach
0: yeah Yeah. So no, you're talking about uh, when we went to Florida, Panama City. Isn't that where we went?
2: No, this was on your honeymoon.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about.
2: Your honeymoon with Annette.
0: Yeah.
2: We went to Myrtle Beach. Oh, we
0: did. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. All right. (laughs)
2: Um, but um, well, we went to Myrtle Beach because I I didn't know if I could go or not. Yeah. Remember, I was in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> we can save that. Yeah, <laughs> um, But I didn't know if I could go or not. And Lauren had come. This was all in one day. So I woke up that morning and uh, Lauren had texted me and asked me if she could come stay the night or something the night before. And I said, yeah, but we woke up the next day and um she we were just having a deep conversation and I just told her that I didn't want her to go back where she was staying and that I wanted her to come live with me and you know to get her out of a a, a situation that she was in and then that night I decided to go to the beach with you and so she moved in that same day and then i went to the beach for a week so she lived at mom's house with mom yeah for a week and (laughs) i remember the second day that um she was there one of them facetimed me and they were both laying in mom's bed eating cookies (laughs) and they had become best friends (laughs) in just two days and so uh when i got back her and mom were like so excited and talking about (laughs) I don't know hanging out and just being together and stuff like that so it was really cool but me and Lauren we lived together for four years and then after we both moved out of mom's house I moved into an apartment and well kind of like that. I, I lived with an abusive boyfriend for a while and then I got my own apartment. And when I got my own apartment I hadn't talked to Lauren in forever. It was New Year's. And um, she called me and was like, what are you doing tonight? It's New Year's. I want to hang out. I was like okay. And so I went and met her after we hadn't talked in months and um, we hung out for a little bit and then she came back to my apartment with me and stayed then we got up the next day hung out and then she stayed and then she stayed (laughs) (laughs) and then i was like will you just move in with me because i want you to be here (laughs) and so she moved in with me and we lived there for i don't know i don't know how long we lived there and then she moved out and moved on to Saffel Street. And um, that's where she was murdered. That's a whole different story. But she was such a beautiful person. Inside and out. And I looked up to her in ways that I didn't even realize until she was gone. Like when she was gone, I felt like half of me was gone. And that, that was a huge, a huge setback in my spiritual journey because I sat back and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? And I mean, I still can't believe it, even now, but I'm forever grateful for the things that she taught me and the times that we had together, because I know that I wouldn't be me at all without her and her strength, the strength that she had to get through the things that she went through. It was crazy to me, because there were things that she went through that she told me about after she had been through them and dealt with them, that if you threw that at me, there's no way that I could get through that. But she did every time until our last breath.
0: The interesting thing not that I don't even know that I would call it interesting, but all all of that like i was uh i was in e m t for Sometime and. Uh,
2: I can't believe it happened the way that it did.
0: Yeah. I you know, I can't share everything because. I
2: HIPAA, know you can't.
0: But I can tell you that um, I
2: can share.
0: Uh, Yeah.
2: I can share yeah as much as I know
0: okay that'd be interesting yeah yeah I would like to know what this is
2: uh, yeah some people don't know the
0: this is the first time we've talked about this yeah go for it
2: so do you want to know do you want to know am I allowed to talk about this like am I allowed to talk about what i is it
0: know? an ongoing case? I, I think oh then no we can't
2: well, I don't have to tell. I can just tell what I know from
0: yeah, just what do yeah, what do you know about well
2: I remember April eighth two
0: thousand nineteen
2: okay, this was probably. Twenty-four hours before
0: twenty-four hours before.
2: Yeah. And um I woke up that morning. I woke up that morning and I had picked up Malachi and Emma and Jalen came over. I was living with Carly. And, um, we were all getting ready to take a trip to Ohio to, um, meet Rena and her kids for the first time and hang out and stuff like that. And, uh, we, I remember we had gotten ready and then there were some phone calls between me and you and it was just a bad time and we couldn't understand each other and we were both blacking out and screaming at each other and it was just really really bad
0: blacking out from like anger and frustration yeah i just need to frust- I just need to like clarify yeah. the timeline here <laughs> yeah
2: yeah we we were just both so angry because we couldn't under- understand each other that we were just we couldn't we couldn't even talk without getting so angry that i don't even know how to explain that feeling but after we got off the phone and emma and jalen and malachi left and they were on their way to ohio i ended up not going texted lauren and i was like can i come over um can we hang out carly was at work so i was just there alone and um she, I remember she didn't text me back And I, I jumped in the car And it was pouring down rain outside And I was so mad And I didn't know what to do I didn't even know where I was going And I pulled out of the parking lot And came to a stop sign And I just started beating The steering wheel of the car Because I was so mad And I just hit it over and over and over And I dented the inside of it And um, Then I was like Alright Calm down. You're good. And I was fine. And then I went to turn the wheel to the right so I could turn around and go back to Carly's house. And I punched the wheel so hard that the steering wheel was stuck and it wouldn't stop beeping. And it just kept going and going and going. I just kept getting madder. At least I
0: taught you how to throw a punch.
2: (laughs) I just, well, it wasn't completely my fault. Yeah. My fiance definitely punched it a few times before me. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) <laughs> Not because of me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but um Yeah, so the steering wheel wouldn't the or the horn wouldn't stop and I was just mad and I cut the car off. I actually had someone come and take the horn chip out of the car. <laughs> so there is no drain the horn fluid. <laughs> No, <laughs> just a, just a little chip, <laughs> but um, yeah. Then Lauren texts me and she was like, "Um, come over or something." I don't know. So I went over there, and this was like ten o'clock that night. So about five hours—that's <sighs> crazy. Five hours Until she was killed I was standing in her Bedroom slash living room That she had it was She was in the basement And they had their couches all set up And they had a bed and stuff It looked really nice in there And she was in her, her nesting stage Of her pregnancy Because she was in the third trimester And um, So she Every time I went in there She was folding baby clothes Or cleaning dusting Mm. (laughs) had on her slippers and her big t-shirt and her big pajama pants and but I went in there and I remember I was still so mad that I just couldn't even sit down I was just pacing and I was just talking to her and I was like I don't know what to do she was like well you need to chill out do you want to hang out for a little bit there's people um coming over to hang out and watch movies and stuff and I was like I don't know I'm just I'm in a bad mood and stuff like that and she was like We'll go take a nap and then come back so I was like okay and I went back to Carly's house and I went to sleep and uh, actually I did wake up through the middle of the night but um, I just went to bed and then that morning I got a phone call at 6 o'clock in the morning and it was my mom she was freaking out she was like what's wrong what's wrong and I was like what what because I was asleep I didn't know what's going on she was like "Is Lauren okay I was like what are you talking about and um she was like go check on Lauren and I was like what is wrong? And it's like she didn't she didn't want to tell me, but then she told me she said I got on Facebook this morning and there was a shooting on Saffle Street. It was a pregnant woman. And I just remember I don't even know I don't remember my heat my feet hitting the floor. I just remember running through the parking lot of the apartment building that me and Carly lived in in my underwear and a t shirt into the street. And because Lauren lived right across the street from us. So I ran into the street and all I could see were cops and ambulances and everything up by her house. And I was like, no, 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 no. And um, then Carly comes running behind me and she was like, oh, my God, like, oh, my God. And so we both ran inside, (laughs) put some pants on put some shoes on and we went and stood at the end of Chautauqua Drive, right there by Sapple Street. Yeah. And uh it's it's this the the whole thing for me was so spiritual because every person involved I knew on a spiritual level. You know? Like, me and Lauren, we had this connection where, like, I, I just knew if she was upset or if she was hurt or if she was doing something she shouldn't have been, I just knew. I just had this feeling and I never judged her for anything. I never, you know, told her she was a bad person because she wasn't. She was just trying to get through life. And so I just, I showed her grace and she showed me grace back. I had met. Lauren several times, spent time with you and her
0: and I've always knew her to be a beautiful person you know, when I think of her I, I only think of you know, smiles and laughs and you know fun conversations so you know, I didn't connect the way that you did but I saw a lot of those sides that you connected with. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. I don't know why I said that, but. You're do, fine. Do,
2: <laughs> well, you knew her. I mean, just like, you know, Carly or any yeah, of my other right, friends. Right, right, right. Like you look at them like daughters too. Because there was never, ever a time when I came home and I was like, dad, my friend is not having a good home life. Can they please come stay the night? And you would immediately be like, yeah, they can come. We'll go get them some clothes for a few days. And I mean that it's happened and yeah. you've never been upset about it. Right. You know? Right. And I'm grateful for that. But, um, so,
0: so your connection with Lauren was spiritual and everyone it involved in that in her death had a meaning to you spiritually
2: yes yes it it, like not not everyone because i know that there were four the four men involved I, i i knew some of them from school but i didn't know the guy that actually pulled the trigger um But everyone that I came in contact with after, well, between the time that she passed and up until now, it's been like, I don't know, it's been crazy. But whenever we were standing there on the sidewalk waiting to see what's going on I was standing there calling her phone over and over and over and over I was calling her boyfriend I was calling her her brother her sister-in-law I was calling everyone that I knew she wasn't answering nobody was answering me I was freaking out and then uh out of this fog of cops and ambulances and everything there was this guy walking And if you're from Lawrenceburg You know exactly who I'm talking about I'm not going to say names But he's an amazing person And if you ever come across him Give him a chance He's the guy you see walking down the road Singing his song Bopping his head You know what I'm talking about He's always walking through Lawrenceburg Singing out loud You know rapping yeah. Doing big movements and stuff mm-hmm. He's an incredible person. Yes, he is. And he actually, um, when me and Lauren were living in the apartment together, he came to me and I offered him a place to stay. And he stayed with me and Lauren and he was like a brother to us. He took care of us. We took care of him. And he watched out for us. And um, so the three of us got close. And so out of this fog of cops and ambulances here he comes Mm. dancing bopping his head rapping his music but this time it's like it's like from the heart it's like pain yeah and i stopped him like he it's like he was he wasn't paying attention to his surroundings he was just going at it just rapping and singing and i stopped him and i was like hey And he was like, oh, hey, how are you? And I was like, turn around. And he turned around and he looked and he said, who is that? And I said, Lauren. And he dropped to his knees. And he just started saying no. And I was like, no, like I was still in shock. I was like, this is not happening. So now the three of us are standing here sobbing together me Carly and him and we're like what what is going on right now like and it, it was just it was weird and so me and Carly were like all right we got to figure this out we got to get a hold of somebody we got to go to the hospital we got to figure this out like and so we walk back into the house and the whole week prior to this Lauren had come over every night And we played games, and we ate food. We made all different kinds of food every night. (laughs) And we just sat there, and we talked about the baby coming, and we hung out with um, Carly's son, and we just just had a, a really good week. And that was the first time ever, because Carly and Lauren used to be best friends throughout high school. When Carly moved here from Florida, um, I think it was eighth grade or freshman year. Um, Lauren was her first friend. So they yeah. were best friends before we were. And they had a, a little fallen off right before we became friends. So right after they stopped being friends, we became friends. But right at the end, the three of us, just the three of us, yeah, got to sit there and just laugh together because we all knew each other. And so there was nothing that there weren't like stories to be filled in on. We just sat oh, there that's awesome. and just just had a good time and talked about our future and how we all were going to have kids and they were going to grow up together. And um, so it was really cool that we got to do that before, but every, every night she would come over and I was like, I got you this shirt. <laughs> Cause it was a, it was like a maternity shirt that said girl on it. And I had a heart and it was super cute because she was going to have a girl. And I was like, don't forget it because it's cute and I know you'll wear it and um she kept forgetting it every day and so after we came in from outside that morning we walked inside and we were both walking through and I like we we both stopped in the kitchen and above I know this might be, it's it's the small things, you know, sure. that really yeah. gets you. Absolutely. So we walked in the kitchen and right above the washer and dryer was hanging that shirt that said girl on the belly. And both of us just lost it. That was it. Both of us lost it. And it was just the two of us in her apartment screaming, crying, cussing, like just not knowing. And then... Um. I, I You might have to cut some of this, <laughs> this out because mm-hmm. I don't know what how much I'm allowed to say. But
0: I would say this if it has to do with the case.
2: No. Um. I'm not gonna say then anything. Don't say anything. Yeah. I had texted a friend of mine that that I, I didn't know if he was on duty or not. I texted a friend of mine and I was like, what's going on? Like I was, cause when you're in that state of shock, you just, you just don't know. And I, I just kept saying, where are you? Like answer me. And he messaged me back and he said, I'm here talking about at the scene. I said, can you walk? Like, can you walk down the sidewalk? And he takes me back and said, yeah. And so I took off running and I saw him walk through this crowd of people down the sidewalk. And like his whole face was solid white. His lips were white. Like, and I knew in that moment he's a special person and he has taken care of her many times before and um and he's been super sweet to me shout out to you i love you you know who who you are
0: (laughs) (laughs) i know who you are too and i appreciate it so i don't Um, know that uh
2: oh i'm sorry go ahead you're fine I just wanted to finish but when I met him on the sidewalk I just there was like no words really I just said is she gone and he just shook his head yes and just his head just dropped and my I fell on his chest and he just held me there and we both just cried and I was like fuck like and so I went back to the apartment and when I got there A few of our friends who had also lived across the street had walked over to the house and everyone was sitting there crying. There were people pulling up outside everywhere because all of our friends were coming over because nobody knew what to do. I mean, we were all just trying to get together because we knew like everyone was upset. So it was, you know, I mean, but then like after everyone got there and stuff like that, I knew that you were on duty and I know I tried call, tried calling you a few times that morning, too. But I, I knew that if, I mean, it was just this, I was in a state of panic. And you probably knew that, too, once you yeah. saw your phone and saw that I called you. And um, you were there. And that, it, that's so weird. It's weird like it's another connection but I feel like like you being there I know it wasn't by choice necessarily I mean I know you would choose to be there over anybody else but even though that it just happened so happened that you were working that day and you were assigned at that spot you being there means so much to me because I know that the last person that she looked at was someone that loved her. Whether you were there because you were on duty or not, you loved her. And I felt like in that moment when she looked up at you, she saw a glimpse of God because of the way that we were raised. And she knows, like she went to church with us and she knew She knew what we believed and she believed it as strong as us, you know, so there's no doubt in my mind that she's in heaven because she knows that like you bringing her out under the open sky after she used her body as a shield. I know that she carried her baby with her to heaven. So I'm,
0: I'm going to tell this, I've never told you my side of it before. Um, We got called out. I remember when we got called out to Sapple street, I got immediately got worried because it was close to where you were. You know, I knew that, um, I was a pretty brand new yeah, I know. EMT at the time.
2: Yeah, I know.
0: I mean, that was definitely my first like major huge call, you know? Um. That That's at least what blows my at, mind. At least that I can remember. I may. I'm sure that I had other big ones before that, but this is the one of significance for me. I guess. Um, went out there, and um, I'm not going to use names, but uh, just know that I know who you are, and know that you're so appreciated beyond anything. Um, I I can honestly say that our law enforcement and our EMTs did an amazing job
2: they did thank Um, you all
0: they uh, being able to be a part of the (laughs) I I just thought of it just when I said and I know who you are I meant that in a good way I didn't mean that in a bad way (laughs) it sounded really bad no, I mean it in a good way. Like, I, like it was from from an like- operational standpoint, it was wonderful. And here's the thing. that's That was my mindset going into it. As I got the call, you know, as we responded to the call, you know, I'm driving the ambulance. I'm nervous about getting close to where my daughter's at. Pull up. And I did not know that that's where she lived. Didn't know that. I walked, we, we kind of did our thing, you know, assessing the, you know, you know, making sure the scene is safe and, you know, the police officers were doing their job to make sure that that happened. And when we got in there, um, the director is telling all of us what to do. The paramedic in charge was, it was really impressive to see all of this stuff that i had been taught all come together at the same time and see it done so well um i was honestly in that moment impressed by that but then all of a sudden i zeller i hear zeller that's my director and i yes sir and he's like he's like get over there and he tells me he tells me what to do. I'm not going to get specific, but he tells me what to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I do that. And I'm sitting there watching all of this chaos happening. And I look down and it's Lauren. And I thought I was seeing things. Everything stopped like the like time slowed down for just a second. Yeah. And I saw her and I saw your face on her, like with her. Not, it was weird. It wasn't like, I knew it wasn't, I knew it wasn't you but I immediately associated her with you. And then all of a sudden it was like, snap, everything just went right back to Zeller, Zeller. Okay. You know, and back right back to work. And I can remember now looking back and the details of of it and ultimately we got her out and wheeled her outside and we before we passed her up onto the ambulance i can remember her looking at me and again it was like in that moment right before i let go of her it was like that same time stopped and it was just it really was a beautiful moment um, and so like i sit here and i listen to you tell these stories and to know that through all the chaos of what was going on, whether it be like in her life or in my life or in whatever, like to me anyway, it shows me that, yeah, there's something in control here. There's something happening
2: that's. It was just crazy to me that, and we, you and I had not talked in 24 hours Oh, because know. of that big fight we had Right And it was just And it, To me it was It was like What am I, I I put my trust in God Because I know that God has a plan God calls people home When he needs them And I know that There's a reason that he took her home But I knew that there was a lesson that I was supposed to learn from that because I got in this huge argument with my dad and was like, you know, I don't want to talk to him anymore. And, you know, just like, and I went to her and I told her all about it. And, you know, she had, she's, been in arguments with her dad before so she understands and um it was just crazy to me that that happened and then she was killed and you were there and i I don't know
0: well i think i think for right now i think this was great for this part of this conversation. Um, we're going to hit stop and we're just going to hang out for a while. So, but um, for those of you that hung out for this conversation, um, I hope it was meaningful. I hope that you enjoyed mine and Allie's time together. I don't know what to say.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: that, uh, I this didn't is, know
2: it was going in that
0: direction. I, I, had, I didn't either. I didn't either. But, um, it's always good to
2: talk about her.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, she was a special person. Yeah. What uh, – first of all, I, I typically try to name the episodes. Like the title of the episodes is usually like a song – that reminded me that reminds me of something about the episode or reminds me about that specific person or reminds me about so just a feeling or something so when you think of lauren like what song do you feel
2: dancing in the sky
0: okay so that's what we'll name this episode dancing in the sky and um what song should we play at the end of the episode going out One of the, one of, one of either uh, Jeremy's on the other side, poor man's riches or soft like fire song. Um, It'll
1: probably be a soft like
0: fire. Okay.
1: I can't think which
2: one.
0: I'm terrible with titles too. I can't remember titles. I also try to tell like a, a quick story about the song. Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of something, while you're thinking of what song I need to play, okay. I'm terrible, terrible about wrapping these things up and telling people what my email address is and stuff. <laughs> my email address is Side at gmail.com. Um, you can find me on social media stuff at something. I don't know where it's at, but you can find it, um, somewhere. And, um, uh, I'm trying to think, oh, so I've had a couple people tell me to, that I should start a Patreon. Um, I'm not even sure what that is. I started one. I don't know what it is or I know that it's something about if people want to support your creativity, then they can uh, donate to you and get free stuff. So the free stuff is going to be, well, it's technically, it's not free stuff if you're donating, right? (laughs) So it's, uh, but it'll be extra episodes. Like I'm going to do like in-depth episodes about specific songs and stuff. Uh, and I'll just do, um, extra little stuff. There'll be extra merch, um, uh eventually that's eventually i don't know when that'll happen it'll happen within the next little bit hopefully um but just bear with me i'm just kind of throwing stuff out there so um you can find that i think it's patreon.com slash jeremy zeller and the other side okay it babies how the heck are you doing right now i'm doing so good at doing anything i'm sitting right here and i just finished god's gonna cut you down and so I'm gonna go ahead and release it now so you all enjoy this amazing version of a Johnny Cash original called God's Gonna Cut You Down I love you all and I'm so so grateful for my time with Allie you all have a great day, love y'all Goodbye You can run on
1: for a long time, run on for a long time run on for a long time Sooner or later God will cut you down Sooner or later God will cut you down Go and tell that long tongue liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter Tell him that God's gonna cut him down Tell him that God's gonna cut him down well my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news My head's been wet with the midnight dew I've been down on bended knee Talking to the man from Galilee He spoke to me in a voice so sweet I thought I heard the shuffle of angels' feet He called my name and my heart stood still When he said, John, go and do my will Go and tell that long-term liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell him the guy's gonna cut him down. Tell him the guy's gonna cut him down. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later gotta cut you down, sooner or later gotta cut you down. your hand work in the dark against your fellow man but as sure as god made black and white what's done in the dark will be brought to the light you may throw your rock hide your hand work in the dark against your fellow man but as sure as god made black and white what's done in Tell that long tongue liar go and tell that midnight rider tell the rambler the gambler the backbiter tell him the guy's gonna cut you down tell him the god's gonna cut you down